0: What's happening everybody and welcome to another brand spanking new edition of Sock Talk coming off fresh of the international break. Uh, we're excited to get right into it. This is sock talk with Stove and Wally. My name is Stove. His name is Wally. Wally, introduce yourself.
1: Well, apparently it's going to be a saucy episode, talking oh. about spanking.
0: <laughs> That's what happens when you give me uh, You pretty much give me last weekend off. I come in here fresh. I come in here energized. I come in here rubber ready to rumble. Uh, so I don't want to. Wait and to I come
1: in stuff. here. With a little bit of a cold, so. Oh no! Yeah. Just being the white light. <laughs> okay. Well. Boy. a little bit too much of that midweek pardon. That's
0: it. What oh, did you? What did you do on in your international break, Wally?
1: Went, I, I went. Uh, I went out a little bit. You know, no cut, co- no soccer to cover. No Wally to cover it, so. <laughs> That's it. So, would it be fair in
0: saying that soccer saves lives?
1: Soccer does save lives. That's that's right, kids. You listen to Stove. <laughs> You're a living testament of soccer saves lives. If
0: not, I'd be on the streets partying, doing dumb shit. Story. True story. 83%
1: of kids who watch soccer or play soccer end up having their lives saved. Mm-hmm. So, that just goes to show. It's, it's usually the inverse, kids. It's only about 17% that
0: figures. They don't get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, with, uh, without further ado, uh, let's jump right into it. So like we, we pretty much mentioned, international break last weekend. So it's been a while since we've put one of these out. Uh, but as usual, we will give you all the, uh, the latest coverage of the Premier League and Serie A. Uh, we'll be a bit more selective in our coverage this week as we have been in the, in the past week. So um, let's, let's just start it off like this, Wally. What would you like to get off your chest first?
1: Well, Spurs getting Mourinho, that was uh, – it all happened so fast, honestly. Uh, it really did. It, it kind of a weird one. Not, not weird in the sense that Pochettino's gone, because I, I knew that was going to happen sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that they went to get uh, Mourinho, um, I don't know. It's weird seeing him in purple. It is. Um,
0: it is weird seeing him in purple, but I, the way I feel about it is that I'm impressed because basically I just feel like my mind has been late to the, to the Tottenham party in the sense that, like, uh, I'm just surprised they were able to attract such a high-profile manager. Like, uh, I'm surprised he believes in this project, in this club. Uh, it just speaks to where Tottenham have, have come, and it's credit to where Pochettino has taken them. Um, I mean, years ago, like in 2014 when Bacchettino took over, that wasn't a point where Mourinho would have taken over. You know, like he took them to a point where, yes, it's weird seeing Mourinho there, but it's 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 even weirder him acknowledging that this is the job he wants in a sense. Like uh, this is a high-profile club in in his books.
1: Is it is it the the job he wants, or is it the the only job that was available? Um... Where else? First of all, where else would he have gone? That, that's my question. Listen, there's, I, I, there's nothing else available. So nothing
0: available right now. But he, he only got sacked eleven months ago, so there's no I need know. to rush into another job. Um, there must be something. There must be something that attracted him here uh, here to, to Spurs. It, it just uh, yes, there's no really other jobs now. But my God, if he just waits a little bit, I mean, how many jobs are going to come up? Like, who knows?
1: No, I, I, I guarantee uh, that be the case because there's a lot of managers under fire right now. Um, it's, it's a little bit of a weird one considering Mourinho likes um, a chairman who who who's going to give him that money, and Daniel Levy is well known to not to not. Uh, be strong-armed by anyone, and he's pretty stringent with his money. Um, hasn't spent too much over the past years, and uh, but apparently uh, there have been like assurances. January transfer window that he would get uh, a fair bit of money. There's got to be something, uh, right? Yeah, and apparently he wants he wants the club to to offer uh, Christian Eriksen a new contract, as well as. Uh, Pretty much guaranteeing that Harry Kane wouldn't leave next year. Uh, obviously, these are just rumors, but um, this is what I've been uh, reading. Well, so the, I mean,
0: it, this is—it's um, not very surprising. You have to think, if Mourinho's coming in, that the the spending at Spurs is going to change. Uh, obviously, we've talked about it actually here on Sock Talk. The fact that there is uh, key players with contracts expiring, uh, key players wanting to leave. Mourinho's not coming to a sinking ship. There had he had to have got some assurance that uh, there was going to this, you know, it was this situation was going to improve. He was going to have support um, by the board and things of that nature. So uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, we're speaking of job vacancies. Uh, one that really sticks out that you said there was no positions available. Uh, Bayern Munich has a vacant spot. You know they have an interim manager now, but uh, they're looking for a full time replacement. Mourinho hasn't coached in Germany. Yeah.
1: That would have been. I, I thought that would have been a, a much better move for both. Maybe not for both parties, but like for him. I don't know because I, I always see him as still a top manager, um, but he he needs to like kind of reinvent himself a little bit because he has been um, he has been going down a little bit in the in the past uh, past couple of years. So I think Bayern would have would have been a good challenge. You know, a new league. Um, it's just I don't like to see managers like bounce around the league. this is a 13 East coach in England like uh, I don't know I, I always find that a bit strange, especially in London clubs, I don't know. It's yeah. no more guilty.
0: But I would understand that too, but uh, loyalty is a two-way street and I feel like the way he was treated uh, at both clubs, previous clubs, to me, he owes them nothing in a sense. Uh, if he was able to, if he was able to go coach United, that's because Chelsea really pissed them off. And, and you know, if he was able to go to uh, you know coach Spurs, it's because obviously things weren't that great at United at the end. Um, so I don't know. To me, loyalty it works both ways. You can't have it. Uh, you can't expect him not to just sit on the sidelines and not not do his job, not earn. Uh,
1: no, I, uh, it, I, I think it, it will. Um reinvigorate Spurs, and uh, as we've seen, instant impact.
0: Well, that's it. There's Um, always going to be that instant impact, right? It's whether they can maintain it. That's a new manager coming in. It's always you're always going to have a boost. Um, It's like when you raise minimum wage twenty five cents. You know, we're all hyped to go to work, but then after a while, (laughs) that that wears off. You know, so uh, it's the longevity that here we're looking for at Spurs. Uh, But yeah, so let's break down the game here. They uh, they visit London. Uh, well, they visit. They stay in London against West Ham, uh, a struggling West Ham side. So, kind of an ideal fixture for Mourinho's coming out party. Um,
1: yeah, but still an away fixture against a London rival. You know, uh, a tricky, th- tricky place to go. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, but I mean, they, they take a three nothing lead in this one, uh, and some really well taken goals. I mean. Uh, uh, after it was Son's goal to, to open the scoring, um, nice little, nice little step over, and then his left foot just strikes it extremely well. Yeah, I mean yeah. you're not
0: you're not doing this goal half as justice because this is a beauty. Of the <laughs> <goal>. I mean,
1: <coughs> you uh,
0: you rewind that tape ten fifteen seconds, while you have Son doing uh, kind of a back heel, uh, ball gets played into Deli Ali who. Uh, we've, we've seen the clip of him falling on his butt. Still, playing Wait a goal. minute.
1: That was the second goal, no?
0: No, that's still the first goal. That's Son's opener.
1: I thought that was a second that led to Mura.
0: No, it's the, uh, oh, no, oh, sorry, okay. sorry. That... Uh, no, I believe you're right. Yes, because that's Son, the uh-huh. prince provider. Uh, Sham-o. but that's it. My apologies. But no, that Son goal, that's, that's classic, uh, <laughs> I mean that's classic Ronaldo stuff. When you when you look at him, like the way he he does that step over, cuts it onto his, uh, you know, gets into space, left foot across the goal. Uh, that's a really well taken goal. I mean,
1: uh, uh, would it
0: be would it be weird to say that this guy is pretty good?
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I told you he's one of the most underrated players in the Premier League. Yeah. I a, I find uh, he's one of the best because I don't know. I don't know what kind of a player he's kind of a winger, but he could play up front too. Uh, He's an all round, very, very good forward. Uh, Left foot, right foot, speed, dribbling, Mm -hmm. uh, can strike a ball extremely well, and uh, he provides assists too, as we see for the second goal.
0: Well, that's it. So, yeah, I kind of got ahead of myself, but uh, this goal is pretty impressive. I mean, Son starts it off with a back heel. Uh, Delhi Ali falls on his butt. He recovers does his own kind of back-heel move on the ground to play it into Son's path. Uh, and, Matt, what a delivery from Sando to find Mora! It's, it's very impressive. He strikes it well. Uh, Mora gets there first, you know, just uh, hungry to get to the ball. 2 nothing Spurs, and uh, they're flying. So this is right after this is right after halftime uh, the second goal comes. Uh, sorry, right before halftime, the 43rd minute.
1: Yeah, right before.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because then so. after,
1: after the break... Um, they take a three nothing lead well that's it that's uh, where king uh, joins the party Odier. yeah yeah just crosses it in no pressure on him either though i mean the west ham defenders uh, on some of these goals uh just i don't know just just looking uh, lackadaisical. yeah well uh, another
0: sorry go ahead well
1: uh, i'm just uh, another manager who was under fire is is manuel pellegrini um and, uh, you know, extremely inconsistent, as we've seen uh, from West Ham. But, um, yeah, on the third goal, nobody closes him down. And he pretty much has a free cross. Uh,
0: well, well that's, uh, that's the problem. I mean, if you freeze frame it where, when Ori is about to take that cross, Harry Kane's actually, uh, because you have Mora in the box, Son on the top of the box, uh, Kane is coming. He's late. He's the third one to come to the party. He's coming off the shoulder. Of, uh, of West Ham's right back. So the centre-backs basically have no idea that he's there. Uh, he drifts. He, he runs from left to right, essentially, attacking the penalty area. Uh, he's there. No one knows he's there. Yeah, it's a well-taken goal, too, though. Uh, I don't mind the hurricane header. Gets me excited. <laughs> uh, it really does. Uh, but, yeah, so you mentioned Pellegrini being under fire. Uh, a tough start to the season. Kind of picked it up. Uh, I was going to say midway, but midway through this point, point. Uh, and then yeah, recently again in a very tough, uh, a very tough run, run of form. Uh, they have one point out of a possible fifteen, dating back to their last five fixtures. Uh, I believe that's relegation form.
1: That that's just, it's not far off. I tell you that much. It's, I mean, it, uh... it's not
0: far off. Uh, they're currently they're currently sitting at sixteenth spot, uh, thirty points above. Norwich for the relegation zone, so uh, yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a struggle. Uh, it's gonna be a grind, as they say, for the Hammers. Uh, so best of luck to them. Uh, Mourinho's side looking good. I was actually surprised here with the lineup. Actually, um, for some reason, when I saw Kane, Deli, Lucas, and oh. Son, no, I'm talking more about the front four. It's rare you see mm. Son, Lucas, and Deli all in the same lineup. Uh, you don't well, that's get how that I too would often. Say.
1: Yeah, that's how I would have played him. Instead of Ali, I would have put in Ericsson. but obviously, uh, obviously well, he he played Ali. He played, uh, played pretty well.
0: Yeah. He he did play uh, very well. Uh, Ali, uh, he. I mean, there's that. Uh, I was gonna say, famous. I mean, it's gone around, but that quote of Mourinho telling uh, asking Dele yeah. if he's his brother or not. You know. Um, yeah. So great quote, but Ali He really in this game. What I noticed is that he. He took advantage of playing that number 10 role. He, he really just stood in, in pockets of space uh, right in front of the center backs, right behind the, the midfielders. Uh, he was good at getting to those areas where he could receive the ball, turn, and then play a pass. Uh, he did a, he slipped in Kane a few times, uh, most of them being offside, but uh, that's more Kane's fault than Deleuze's fault. Um, but no, good, good game, improvement. I, I like the shape here. I like the diversity of Winks and Dyer in midfield. It reminds me, of, uh, reminds me of a much better duo when Fred and McTominay. Um, they, <laughs> the, you know, like the complementary strengths uh, with Dyer kind of being that bulldozer like McTominay and Winks being able to uh, play the ball well like Fred. Um, so I, I like having that in, in, a, in a center defensive midfield. Uh, what else can we point out here? It's a pretty common back line, right? What we come to expect um Verton and everton and is he hurt or uh, he he's not featuring well
1: um well i <coughs> sorry i don't know if it, if he's if he's out injured or just the fact of his contract being up at the end of the season has because there there's been like uh, it's been going on all year that uh, he's not being picked because he's i guess they're worried about his performances and in, in terms of his mentality and um but I don't think he had an injury. That's because uh, he's not even on
0: the bench either, the which is odd. So uh all right, we'll keep our eye out for that. But uh, very good Mourinho. I mean let's not forget Spurs, um I was gonna say Spurs, but West Ham come back a little bit. Nothing too crazy. I mean the second goal comes down ninety six yeah, minutes. End, so um, job is done at that point. Uh just-
1: just slack defending on the corner. I mean... Uh...
0: Yeah, which Mourinho would be furious about. Uh, so look for them to tighten that up uh, going forward. But th- this is an exciting time, actually. It's... Uh, whether you, you like Spurs or not, it's, it's... I think the league is better with Mourinho in it. It attracts a lot more eyeballs, a lot more headlines. Uh, the press love to hate him. So th- I think this is good for the league that he's back.
1: Oh, well, for sure. Um, I mean, he's quite a character, so obviously it attracts um, yeah, clickbait or, or uh, just people being a bit more uh, into it in terms of, um, you know, another big name in the league. So uh, it's obviously good for the league and obviously started off pretty good for Spurs and himself. So all in all, uh, off to a good start with the head of the new manager. Very good start.
0: Uh, okay, well, we have done already uh, just under twenty-two minutes. Let's let's do five minutes each on our respective clubs before we hit the match of the week. Uh, you kick us off with uh, Arsenal drawing two-two at home to South Africa. Yes.
1: Again, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do less than five minutes because I want to keep this short. But again, extremely negative. Uh, wrong tactics to choose. A uh, three to the back was a, a poor mistake. Um, just, man, like, I, I really, I don't know. It's like <laughs> things just don't seem to change. You have two weeks to figure out a plan. You more or less know who's going to be playing because uh, almost no players uh, were, were away on international breaks, so um, you see them in training most of the time. Um, I don't think... I don't know. It's just, I I think they really just don't want to be playing for Emery anymore. And it shows on the pitch. Uh, Their heads are turned away. They're not concentrating. I mean, the the free kick goal, no one's looking. Torreira's shouting at David Luiz behind him to get into position. David Luiz is turned the other way. Um, Chambers is running back. Uh, Obviously, the quick free kick. Uh, People were complaining about the ball was moving. Screw that pay attention to what's in front of you. It may have moved like a a second, but no, I'll never be blaming them for that. But, uh, to be outshot by a team who had 13 shots in the past three games at home is atrocious. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't blame the fans for booing because that performance is one of the worst displays I've ever seen at home. Definitely. And, uh, it's, it's, I, when when Lacazette scored uh, at the 92nd 90, 90 minute, I just I didn't even uh, I didn't even react. I just kind of closed my eyes and uh, just like frowned and turned off my TV. I said, <laughs> "Yeah, uh, no, uh, I turned it off because I'm like, no, I'm sick of this." And uh, to me, it's it's not just the board has to make a decision at this point, and apparently there are. There have been talks uh, the past uh, day and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm waiting because some news is breaking out at 11 tonight. So uh, keep your eyes on Twitter, the Twitter uh, SockDoc feed. Uh, I'll be breaking that if I'm still awake, obviously. But yeah, I'll leave it at that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, um, what's interesting here is that Southampton have 39% possession. Uh, so Arsenal don't yeah. have possession, but... They, uh, they essentially have doubled the shots, so a lot more efficient in their play. Southampton, uh, were they should have, have won. A... Well, 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 there you go. You know, uh, so I, I, that's kind of an odd stat. But l- like you said, uh, keep uh, keep following us here at Sock Talk Pod. All uh, all one word there, uh, for the latest for the latest news regarding uh, Embry's job at Arsenal or lack thereof. Um, one yeah. thing I did wanted to mention was Hopefully that a card... <laughs>
1: Yeah
0: yeah. Well... Uh, uh, hopefully a bright spot for Arsenal. Uh, I'm not sure if you agree, <coughs> but... Uh, Kieran Tierney. Yes, that's what uh, you took oh, to words yeah. right out of my uh, reasonably-sized mouth. So recently we had uh, the notorious Conor McGregor shouting out Kieran Tierney as his uh, favorite footballer. Uh, kind of an odd one. Uh, makes sense when you think about uh, their roots. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, he... Scottish. Uh, I... That's it. I it. Uh, but uh, wow, I-, I thought he was very impressive. Uh, everything that seemed to go well for Arsenal was on the left-hand side. Yeah, uh, he enjoys taking on a man. He uh, the cross he the whipped pin, in.
1: Some nice balls. Yeah,
0: he put in some really good balls, as they say. Uh, I thought he was a very, a very good bright spot for Arsenal on a on a lackluster day of overall performance. Uh, the one time where he let off was on the uh, on the penalty, I guess. Um, uh, what do I want to say about this? I don't know. He kind of gains goal side of him, cuts inside for a second, and he, he reaches out for literally a moment uh, before he has time to realize what he's doing. It's too late. It, it's it's soft, but I think like it reminds me of the David Luiz one um, against Salah. Salah? Not as bad. Like That was blatant. This one was not like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, either way, though, James Ward-Prowse with a little CR seven, impression. Oh, he always does that. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh,
1: that was really cool. I mean, he missed the first penalty. At least he, at least he scored, <laughs> this is the rebound. Yeah. But, uh, see, j- just there, why? Like nobody reacts after Lano saves, you know. I mean, WordPress is always going to be first, but still. Yeah, I know, but still no, re- no reaction like I don't know. Sure. Yeah, I guess uh, yeah. another one of those weekends, so that's it. Let's move on to a similar, similar part of, uh, of town in terms of uh, disappointments.
0: Mm, uh, Well, yeah, it could have been worse. Uh, I guess much like Arsenal. Um, So, yeah, Man U visiting uh, Sheffield United, uh, Wally's wagon team. So,
1: uh, man. I just started career mode with them, actually.
0: (laughs) This team is just... They just don't stop. Like, going to their stadium is tough. I mean, Arsenal have lost there. Now United have drawn there. It's a, it's a tough place to go. The crowd is always up for it. The players are always up for it. Yeah, the thing that impressed me most is the pressure that Sheffield are able to create. Um, so I'm not sure if this is something that's within the atmosphere of the stadium or what they're doing themselves. But uh, Man United literally could not take more than one, max two touches on the ball. Uh, there's always a Sheffield United player there. They're, they're high pressing. They're pressing all over the field. Um, it was very impressive. It was exhausting, quite frankly, to watch uh, sitting down at home. Uh, I can only imagine playing. <laughs> I was pissed. At one point, I was hopeful. At one point, I was happy, and then I ended up back at disappointed. So, uh, but this has kind of been my life now for a few years, being a Man United fan, so uh, nothing I haven't seen before. Uh, what a day. What a day is all I could say. Uh, what are your thoughts, Wallach?
1: Pretty well, the same. I mean, um, I, I just watched the highlights, and just them in itself was was like, man, what a like roller coaster of emotions um, for both sets of fans. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Um, in the end, probably, I wouldn't say a fair result. Just like the the way Man United bounced back. Was that a cat? was very impressive. Oh yeah. Um, so the thing that uh, I mean. Like I said, it, probably fair, just the way that Man United bounced back was, was pretty impressive. Um the, the three goals were um Daniel James is like at the at the heart of most of them, two out of three, I believe. Yeah. The cutout the the the, the last one, the pick-out, like uh I just think that was a really, really well worked play. Marshall to, to James and then James instead of going like uh in front of a goal, like he cuts it back, like a very good awareness. Um, just had a very good uh, overall, I guess, s- very good second half performance. Um, the guy uh, has been the limelight, like the he's been in the limelight from day one, um, and and very well deserved. He's been their, their shining beacon all season long.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. He's been their best player. Uh, him and McTominay, I thought, have put in some uh, consistent performances in a very inconsistent uh, Man United team. I don't want to break down any of the goals here, but one final thought on the game uh, on the Sheffield United equalizer. Right for VAR not to step in?
1: Um, I mean, honestly, I... <laughs> I'm trying to be unbiased here. I, I don't think like there's enough of the arm, like like he's pulling his arm away, it seems. And uh, I don't know how much, like it's definitely part of his chest. Uh, I, yeah, I guess like a part of his arm too, but like I don't, th- I think if it if it doesn't touch his arm, I, th- I still think he's controlling that. Um, I don't think there's enough to, to deem it like a var- voluntarily hand. Voluntary handball.
0: Um, yeah, but it
1: doesn't have to be a voluntary handball. But like I, I, well, then in that case, it definitely hits part of his arm, though.
0: It hits his shoulder. I'm okay with it not being a, uh, a foul. Sorry? The way. Uh, I think it's a good goal. I think it, it clearly comes off of the the shoulder, um, which uh, last time I checked was legal, right? Uh, I'm just... When I saw it, I said, "Ah, no, it's a good goal. Like, it hits the shoulder. I was just surprised that they didn't overturn it because uh, just the way we've seen VAR be very stringent, uh, especially with handballs on uh, attacking players, um, I was surprised that they let it go. But I-, I have no problem with it. If it does hit the arm, it's definitely the shoulder. Uh, so, yeah, um, it was hopeful. I was hoping. Uh, but that's the thing with hoping. Uh, you come back disappointed, as you've come to expect. Um, But yeah, right about sums it up for United. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on that sinking ship. So allow me to put my life vessel on and uh, jump into Manchester City's waters where they hosted Chelsea for our match of the week. Uh, Let's get into it, Wiley. So uh, spoiler alert. Just kidding. Uh, Manchester City (laughs) 2, Chelsea 1. I'm going to say weird game.
1: It was a weird game. The first 15 minutes was like either either team could have been one nothing up. I mean, uh, De Bruyne at first, like the first minute,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and William shortly after going both uh, really close to open the scoring. It was a back and forth. Um, I don't know. It was just wasn't that good. Kind of uh, choppy, choppy of a game.
0: Yeah, I mean, the first fifteen is actually all I missed of this game, so I'm glad you were able to fill my holes, Wiley, of knowledge. Uh, that is, um, oh God. but uh, I mean, shortly after when I did tune in, uh, Conte gets the gets the opener, uh, an unlikely goal for him to score. Uh, I mean, uh, he's a, he's an impressive uh, small lad. He he scores this goal, and I don't know how many more like this he's going to score in his life. But uh, <laughs> um, let's give some credit. I mean, Kovacic does very well here, spawning him out. Conte uh, making a breakthrough run, uh, good first touch, control, uh, smart to cut it back against uh, you know uh, against where he was running. Uh, it goes through kind of a nutmegs. Uh, who was it at that point? Was it uh, was it Fernandinho? I think right. Fernandinho,
1: I think, yeah.
0: Yeah, it catches the goalie off guard. It was, uh, it was, it was well taken. I mean, I, wow, what a clever finish! Uh, I was very surprised to see that ball trickle into the net. Uh, and that was another thing. How disrespectful is that to just trickle your ball in the net like that? You know, it's like uh, you're giving them some hope, and then at the same time they have none. So it's a uh, very uh, <laughs> it's a, <coughs>
1: uh, it's, it's just, a baller uh, move. Whenever Conte scores, I just kind of just uh i feel just so happy for him because the guy's like one of the nicest guys you just smile that big smile just it's just so uh pretty nice to see yeah yeah very nice to see uh so yeah what
0: what um what would you say chelsea were doing well wally uh especially i mean they lose the lead shortly after but to start off this game 1-0 what what was chelsea doing
1: well What they were doing well was the intensity um other than that i just thought that they gave the ball away like in bad positions too many times and they weren't even punished for it uh, kepa especially um, but but leading to to man city's goal uh, Jorginho just gives the ball away in the midfield and then uh, i don't know just i i know like the 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 de bruyne goal was extremely lucky cuz Massive deflection, but it it starts from Jorginho giving it away. Uh, but then, uh, then you you see Jorginho again, like just sliding in, and like the point pointing like fake fakes it. Three guys go to the floor. Jorginho just sliding in those DMs, and then uh, uh, takes the shot and uh, massive deflection. Obviously, but I, I thought they were they were they were at fault for for, for some of those uh, little errors. I, just, I, I I thought the game itself was was there to be won kind of by both teams. Um, Man City, probably one of their worst like big game performances I've seen from a long time.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say the game was there to be won
1: by both teams because
0: I got the sense in the second half especially that neither team wanted to win the game
1: that bad. Um... But that's what I'm saying, like, it was, yeah. So either way, either team could have gone there for the killing, you know?
0: Yeah. No, well, they really could have. Uh, I thought Man City were not good. Uh, the bright light was uh, was Kevin De Bruyne, obviously. Uh, I think he stood out miles ahead of everyone else. Uh, Sterling didn't have much service. Mahrez, I thought, was very poor besides his, uh, besides his goal. Um, not much really there. Uh, Joao Cancelo gets, uh, gets a rare start. Uh, he did all right. Um, probably should have done better on that nice uh, set piece that they had. Man City, the, the well worked corner. Um, if he meets this a little bit more effectively, he definitely scores. Uh, that's too bad. But yeah, that was pretty cool to see. Uh, I like those set play, those set pieces, uh, those well worked set
1: pieces. You know, uh, straight off
0: the training ground, as they say.
1: That was pretty cool to see. It's uh, something that that you've practiced. Yeah. Kind of almost come off, obviously, but. Uh... Hmm.
0: Uh, I thought Rodri uh, was not a good game for Rodri. He comes off uh, injured, right? He comes off disappointed. He looked injured.
1: Yeah, maybe... uh, Maybe, I don't know what he was doing on that international break. Just, uh, I don't know, chilling a bit too much. Uh, But a a lot of Man City players, I thought, just didn't look themselves. Uh, No. I, I, I know after a little break, it's kind of... You know, you got to get back into it. But a big game like this, you shouldn't need really any in motivation. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that, that Liverpool won before should be motivation enough.
0: Yeah, uh, I think so. I mean, I was watching this game and I, I thought to myself, I'm like, um, this City team doesn't scare me. Like, I, I, saw, them, I saw them be vulnerable in the back. Uh, their best moments were then they were when they were in transition, uh, and then tacking with pace with the Wingers, with Mares and Sterling. But uh, besides that, just making sure you keep tight on your marking and don't get stretched too much. I was looking at this team and I said, "Man, this team doesn't scare me." For the first time in a while, I- I'm not, I'm not dreading to face them in a way. Uh, I think they're very vulnerable. Um, if you take the game to them and don't let them settle in at their pace and things like that, uh, this team does look the most beatable that we've seen in, uh, very in recent vulnerable. times.
1: Yeah. And I, I think uh, defensively, uh, massive, massive holes in the defense. Fernandinho, again, I've mentioned it. He's not a defenseman. Obviously, he's a very good player. Uh, one of the best defensive midfielders.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But he's not a setback. And John Stones, who I still have my doubts about. Uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, John Stoltz, uh, doesn't he... No, um, oh, I never watched Peaky Blinders. Doesn't he look like the guy from Peaky Blinders?
1: Mm, which guy?
0: Like the main like the guy? Main guy? I look by, yeah, I don't know if he's the main guy, but... On Killian the, Murphy? Uh, like I said, I don't know if he's the main guy. or It's the guy who has his picture on the Netflix square.
1: Oh. Uh, um, uh, just like the
0: bangs. The bangs and the face, I find they look very similar. Actually, it might be another show Oh, uh, okay.
1: Hmm. I, well, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, uh, it's similar, honestly. Yeah. More or less. Uh, I'll give it to you. I'm just wondering if, (laughs) did anyone mention this during the game or? No, that's, uh, they have, they have very similar high cheekbones. Uh, That's for sure. Well, that's, that's what uh, I was implying. The high chair. Uh, yeah. Well, I thought so. But anyways, very good observation, Stove. This is why we keep you around. Thank you. Appreciate. That's it. why we pay you the big buck. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, no, it was Peaky
0: Blonders. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I definitely get vibes of him.
1: That's interesting. You should um, definitely. You should definitely get into that show. I. Uh, I'll get into it
0: right after the podcast, Valley. If we ever finish this episode.
1: Because we're dragging (laughs) along. Well, moving on then. Um, Honestly, it was uh, kind of a forgettable match of the week. Um, That's it. I
0: don't even want to talk about it. Like, I have nothing really to say.
1: No, that's it. Uh, We'll leave it at that for for this one. Because I thought the other match of the week was um, kind of similar in certain aspects of it. Uh, Just a better watch, I thought. uh, Yeah. So moving on to Bergamo, So mm-hmm. you want to do the honors?
0: Uh, no, actually I don't. How about that, Wally? How
1: about that? Ah, well, all right then. Um, I'll start it off in this one. Uh, Atalanta at home against Juve. Boy, uh, boy, oh boy! Again, another, another curious selection from Sadi. Uh, I I, I wrote down just just a notable uh, opening 10-minute remark was uh, Atalanta could have been in the lead very early on in the corner, uh, Jim City uh, missing wide with a free header. Yeah. And then 13th minute, Bernadeschi takes his shot. I think it's still waiting to fall down. But boy, <laughs> did that sum up his entire season. Yeah. Struggle because, City. Uh, it, another horrible display from him.
0: Yeah. No, he's uh, he's the mayor of Struggle City right now. It's not going well. Uh, very
1: weird and how this happened. I, I feel bad because we keep mentioning him week in, week out. But he's the one guy who really does not deserve to be selected. And Sadi. Is persisting with him playing him in the in the center attacking mid, and I can't see why. I really don't know what what his what his thinking is. But Atalanta were by far the better of the two teams for the first sixty to seventy minutes of this game. Absolutely, uh, um, should have been <laughs> should have been down early on uh, the penalty. Um, not sure why uh, Barrow takes it here. Uh, I had the commentators were saying, you know, a young man who who uh, they don't mind giving him a goal to to spark his confidence, but you have a guy like Papu Gomez, um, just bury it. Uh, I'd have to uh, I'd
0: have to agree, and we all know that Gomez is my boy. So uh, I would have liked to see him strike that sweetly with his. Uh... Splendid left foot. Uh, thankfully, though, he does not, uh, and they miss. But uh, they shortly. He's uh, right footed, won- no? Uh, well, he's two footed. That's foot. for sure. That's for sure. I don't know. I just keep remembering his left foots from against uh, when they when they fought, oh, I was just say when they fought Lazio when they played Lazio. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, they did fight Lazio. They
0: they really did though. I'm still buzzing over that game. But uh, yeah, I mean. W- it's uh, it's curious. I mean, luckily they go into halftime zero-zero. Uh, I don't know how. Essentially, uh, Chesney uh, played very well in that first half, a couple key saves.
1: Very, uh, very well.
0: Yeah, and then uh, shortly after the break, 56 minute, Atlanta finally do get the opener. Uh, it's well worked. It's a great, uh, it's a great kind of looping cross uh, from side to side. Uh, I like seeing that. Barrel. Where- yeah, that's it. He, he attacks He attacks the wing, gets to the inline, uh, across its second post, and it's one of those headers where it's like, you just can't keep it out. If It, it almost feels like the field is, uh, you've ever playing on an incline, like everything is just like leading back on their <laughs> side. Like Yeah, uh, as soon as I saw that goal got in, I said, man, this is going to get ugly. Uh, and it got ugly for Atalanta shortly after, which is, I did not see coming. Um, so, that's what no, I'm trying to um... think here. Uh, what if we had, like, let's say, put our finger on it, Wally. What did Sarri do well? What did Juve do well after conceding? What did they change? How did they basically steal these three points from uh, from Atalanta? Because this is this is
1: I, Oh, they, they definitely did not deserve. I would I would borderline say any points, but uh, I think um, I, I'm not. Well, definitely the, the substitution of bringing Diego, <clears throat> sorry, Douglas Costa on. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely Ramsey came on I didn't think he looked himself um, gave the ball away on far too many occasions um, probably still tired from the, the Wales game but um, I, I thought I thought Higuain played uh, amazing um, working extremely hard linking up play trying to spark attacks and uh, he comes in big again uh, for Sadi I don't, that's it. I, I, I'm not sure Sadi does too much in terms of switching the tactics because um, I saw Douglas Costa like playing in the kind of uh, in the middle, far, far right at times. Ramsey was off to the left. Don't know what that was about. Um, I think what, what he did do was was kind of widen the play a bit more. Um, second half, because Cuadrado was, was going down. Uh, down the touchline uh, uh, a lot more, uh, mm-hmm. getting forward, um, creating a bit more space. And I, I thought the the wingbacks because uh, uh, Atalanta was playing like a three four one two or something like that. Yeah, or exactly. Three four to one. Uh, um, three
0: four one two. Usually, uh, yeah. I'm looking at it here.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought the not not too much. Uh, like tracking back uh, when when Juve got a, got going. But uh, Higuain was the, was the difference maker. Dybala had a, had a good uh, last, last 20, 25 minutes.
0: Uh, well, which essentially is all sure. they needed, right? Because they only scored in the 70th. Uh, they only yeah. scored towards the end. So uh, I- I've chuck it up to Higuain, but not forget Dybala too. I think he was crucial in the turnaround. Uh, I mean, Higuain gets kind of lucky on a deflected goal, but still he's getting in those positions. Uh, he's doing his work, and then you mentioned that he, it's not just that he, he's really working hard. Uh, I find he's linking up well with other players. He, he doesn't seem lazy in a way that, that we've seen from uh, from Higoyin. Um, what, what I will say, uh, given Saudi substitutions, is that just looking at it on paper, I just think he brings better players onto the field, and and this is what yeah. helps turn it around. So, uh, Berendeski for Douglas Costa. Even if he's playing up the middle, I think that's a much better upgrade uh, as a sub. You bring on a fresh Lucas Costa, great sub. Now you're seeing a, a midfield with Pjanic, Bantakour, and Kadira. Uh That's a that's a tough midfield. That's not a. It's not an overly creative midfield. It's not a hard to play against midfield. It, it's not. It's not nothing. It is nothing. It's in a not way. creative. Like, it's it, it's. It, but that's what I'm saying. It's not creative. It, it's not like. Man, like we're gonna hurt your shins. It's not scary to play against them. It, it's not nothing. Like it's just like wow. Like there's, it's a very blah uh, midfield. Um, I think uh, Embry Chan coming on uh, for Kadira uh, or, or for either one, uh, or Kadira, I forget who, but uh, I think I, I like Chan. Uh, I, I, he's had, you know, he, it's no secret he he's not happy with uh, what what's happened at Juve this this year. But uh, I like Chan in a way where he has that bite in midfield where he'll step in, make a challenge. Uh, you know, you have that fear in a way of going up against him. He brings that, especially if you're lining him up next to Pjanic. You need someone. You need you need a creative to complement th- that dog in midfield. Uh, I think Chan brings a lot of that and, and the energy. Uh, and then Betnikov for Ramsey. It's, again, it's essentially just a better player who could do the same things. So, uh, it, it's just better players coming onto the pitch than the ones that were starting. And, and we saw it. Then the quality rose to the top. He gained two goals. DiBala with a cheeky goal at the end. Uh, I really like the, uh, the way he basically wrong-foots the keeper here. It's a classic DiBala goal. Uh, and Juve, like I said, uh, uh, the cops are still looking for them because this was pure robbery. Uh, pure, pure robbery. Uh, you got to feel for Atalanta <laughs> in a way, you know? Um, um,
1: and I, I think they were definitely uh, within their right to complain about the second goal because uh, clear handball in the build-up. Um, I'm, I forget if it goes to VAR. Um, you know what I'm referring to when Cuadrado pretty much slides and handles it. I mean, if,
0: uh, if that's timing. given in
1: the box, if well, Cuadrado slides to mm-hmm. control the ball, okay. but like, at the same time stops it with his hand, okay. um, clear contact, and then just like, so in the build-up play to the, to the second goal. And can you not? And, use uh, nothing... your hands? Well, well, no, you can't.
0: <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that's the first time hearing about that. Well, yeah, I don't know. I I actually don't recall. I'm drawing a major blank here. Um, uh, okay.
1: Well, did they? Sorry, uh, did it they... can't be anymore. Yeah, th- th- there were there were definitely replays on it, and uh, and the commentators were kind of dumbfounded. They're like, I don't understand. How this goal was given. Um, that that's uh, it It's a well
0: taken goal.
1: Uh, it's a beautiful.
0: No, uh, it is. It's a beautiful play there. Uh, it's the same cut, but cut back that um, that James did for Rashford's third goal today. Uh, yeah, it's that, yeah, It's that similar play. Ooh, it's it's, it's really it well taken. It's Cuadrado actually. Uh, he makes it all the way back up the field after the so called handball, uh, and the way oh, he yeah, plays that,
1: it in. That, exactly. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, and but man, I love the way that Higuain is meeting it. Like it's in a perfect place where he runs onto it. He hits it with uh, with emphasis. Uh, man, it's a beautiful one. Yeah, I like it. He really strikes at the penalty spot. It's a uh, it's, it's a nice move. But yeah, Atlanta right away are protesting, which is uh, sucks to be them. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Oh well, too bad. So <laughs> sad.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I like your. I like your. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, listen, what do, you, what do you want to tell you? you know. Uh,
1: but that uh, being said, I, I, I mean, know.
0: Atalanta here, I mean, we, we seem to have praise for them every week uh, and, and a little bit of a pickle, as I would say. Um, and their last five, two losses, two draws, one win. That's only five points out of 15, not great form. Uh, so, yeah, uh, kind of unfortunate here that this one didn't go their way. But uh, I don't think there's cause for that much concern. I mean, it's a very talented side uh, player. Very free-flowing uh, soccer. I'm sure they'll pick it up a notch. Um, briefly, I want to talk about Inter Milan, who uh, keep the pressure on Juventus. What's interesting here is that they play Torino at Torino, which is always a tough game. Uh, very tough side. And
1: yet... Is. Yeah. And yet... They kind of... dismantle them. Yeah. It, it looked like it was easy. Well, that, um, that, that's
0: essentially what I, this is, this is my note. Inter dismantled Torino, which Juve had a really tough time with. Uh, so just <laughs> recently, uh, we needed a, we needed a half volley from the lick to, uh, to beat Torino Juve. So uh, Inter, the complete opposite. It's a 3-0, uh, not thrashing, but uh, not far from. Uh, shitty conditions, bad conditions, but just you, uh, you, Inter made it seem very easy. Um did not exactly reinventing the wheel here. The first goal is route one stuff. Uh, Torino yeah. goal kick, nice,
1: nice uh, headed uh, through ball.
0: That's it. It's just over the top. Run onto it. Uh, my God, Lotaro uh, Martinez is, is. If this were real life FIFA, they would probably consider nerfing his stats. Like, man, he looks overpowered sometimes. Like, he looks unplayable sometimes, especially this season. Like, wow, like uh, where this guy comes from, you
1: know? Argentina. Yeah. and and before
0: that probably his father's balls.
1: <laughs> well I, I like how it's a probably and not a definitely but
0: wow well, I don't know he's playing out of his skin man he could be ET or something I, I man I'm just so impressed with this guy like the pace to run into that ball perfect touch perfect finish. I was like God damn uh, very impressive player uh, Lukaku does uh, Lukaku does well he's hard done by not to score on a header uh, he does get his goal. I like the way he peels away from the from the defender to receive the ball. He kind of messes up. He kind of wants to do a, a Son Yeon Min uh, with a step over onto uh, open into space. He kind of trips on yeah. the ball in very Lukaku fashion, but uh, gets his shot off, weak foot, scores. Uh, so very good, uh, Romelu. And then uh, the third goal. Uh, who gets that third goal? No, well, well that was the third. Was goal. The third goal, yeah. Actually. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's uh, Devraj.
1: Devraj yeah. got um, the second goal. Oh, Bad what defending from
0: Torino. Um, Especially happened. what sucks about that is that it's right right after Serugu's, uh great save on Lukaku. So, like, they're on a high of like just like, wow, like, what a save. The resulting corner comes in and it's a goal, you know, so that kind of sucks for Torino as well. Uh, but yeah, Juve, uh, sorry, I keep saying Juve. Torino, uh, not Torino. Inter, sorry, look very good. Uh, you know, dealt with Torino. Uh, it's usually always a tough away fixture. Uh, it is for Juve. It was not well, for Inter. It, they're
1: they're just a tough team to play because uh, Mazzari usually sets them up very well uh, defensively, um, and just didn't look themselves this game. Uh, mm-hmm. Just not solid. Uh, obviously, the conditions were poor, but like they're poor for both teams. So um, that's true. That's very true. Um, the, the one player who who did look uh, like he was uh, like quite informed, was, was uh, Simone Verdi, uh, He was creating a lot of chances. Um, free kick, the free kick that Handanovic makes a beautiful save on. Uh, he whipped in a, a couple of nice crosses, creating chances, um, but just not enough to, to really test Inter. Not
0: enough. Not enough at all. Uh, While I have two other, in a way, rapid-fire topics I want to bring up to you before we close out the show. Uh, number one, I want to make a comparison here between leagues. Uh, I want to draw a little, uh, similarity that I found. Uh, would it be fair to say that Lazio is the Leicester city hmm. of Serie A?
1: They, they certainly are stove. And I'll tell you why. Uh, I really like their, their team is man, like filled with, uh, some young guys, some good experienced guys. And, uh, just punching above their weight, it seems all the time. Their last yeah. five games, five wins. That's um, what I was
0: going to get at. I, between Lazio and Leicester, I drop my phone more than they drop points. So it's it's very impressive form by both clubs.
1: Oh, I do that on a daily. So yeah. <laughs> and they
0: do not. They just win. All they do is win, and it's it's very impressive. <laughs> it's a uh, two well structured teams i think two two systems that are being believed in and uh, they just bring it every game
1: they do and uh Lazio does plays in a system that's like not um it's not like too often seen uh, it's very narrow very uh i think it's like a 3 4 1 2 um something like that but like it's it's very um when it works it works uh, mm-hmm. When it doesn't, obviously, we saw against Atalanta uh, things did not work out. But uh, I, I find, um, like, I saw a stat, actually. There's the, the best combos across the league, across the top five leagues. The, the best two combos was Immobile and Corea. They have, like, the most goals and assists between any two players or something like that, which is pretty impressive. Um, Immobile again, uh, doing wonder Yeah. Um, no, no penalties this week. So you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't use that. I can't
0: jump into <clears> this <throat> week. Uh, you're right there. Well, you dying.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm choking to death.
0: Okay, I'm not
1: worried. But, uh, they're uh, no. It's all good. They're, uh, they're cross down rivals. Roma also doing extremely well. Finding themselves in fourth position. Yeah. Well, uh, I, mean, Smalling. I
0: would too if I had Chris Smalling. Oh, how I missed. Yeah, exactly.
1: Smalling. Smalling and Mancini. Just uh, well, the best center back, Perry, in Italy. I think not, but just maybe.
0: <laughs> Something's going right. That's for sure.
1: <clears throat> yep. Yeah. But the uh, credit to you for uh, kind of invigorating the Roma team who've looked lackluster times in the past couple of years uh, not really sure about uh a lot of their players but th- this year they've looked uh, like they could cement their places in those champions league spots
0: very uh, be. very cool to see it
1: could yeah. be and uh, now time for my last question are you ready oh it better be a banger
0: well what's not a banger is you slipping in your own commentary in between my questions um, I was completely prepared to. I was completely prepared to just disregard Roma, and you, uh, made oh. me unwillingly, oh. uh, talk about <laughs> them. So shame on you, sir. Uh, my second question is with reference to Milan hosting Napoli at the San Siro, uh, where they split points one-one. Uh, oh, yeah. My question, as I try to buy time thinking about how to phrase it
1: uh let's see Hmm. sometimes you just find yourself in a sentence not really knowing where it's going (laughs) was that one too
0: obvious (laughs) that was that was bad yeah a little bit okay a little bit let me stop trying to be clever and just ask it like this uh in, in simple terms in layman terms are milan getting better or are napoli regressing
1: uh this is a case of the both Oh, wow. Uh, the most slight, though. Mark. No, because uh, <laughs> Milan against Juve looked good. They looked good. Solid defensive. Yeah. This game, I thought they looked good again. Mm-hmm. Uh, by far, they're better. The two teams, the first half, uh, kind of unlucky with uh, with Napoli's goal. But, I mean, it's just just things aren't, like, going their way. And um, like the the goal, it's it's Insignia, left foot off the bar, and then Lozano coming back in. His right, first two. Yeah, just he's uh, first to it. Headers it in. Jesus,
0: but oh, fuck, hold on, one second.
1: <laughs> Damn it, Chico.
0: Uh, Jennifer just got home. You see, this is why uh, this is why this is rough here when things are going on.
1: Well, to the ball.
0: Okay, we'll start again at thirty-eight. Fine, you have to edit like a motherfucker this episode.
1: Yeah, I'm writing all this down. Good. Okay, ready? Go. So yeah,
0: Chucky Lozano there to clean up uh, off that shot off the crossbar. The cool thing about that in a left foot shot is when he cuts onto his left foot. I counted, legitimately, six defenders are closing him down. Like, you can't even... Like, yeah. literally, I free-screened. You can't even see Insigne when he's shooting. Like, uh, not because he's tiny, just because all the defenders around him, like, they swarmed him. But somehow, you know, just doing his thing. Lore finds a way to get a shot off, and boom. Uh, so, yeah, Chuck Lozano cleans up 1-0. Uh, now, you watched, you watched this game with, uh, with a Milan fan, right, uh, Wiley?
1: Well, I'll put in air quotes, Milan fan. I guy yeah, no. who said... I don't know any of these guys. <laughs> well,
0: and, and that shows you the state of, uh, of the club, by the way. But my point is, uh, when Bonaventura strikes this ball, uh, I have no affiliation oh, with yeah. that man. When he struck this ball, I like, I like jumped. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like he was one of those goals that just like
1: you get into <laughs> no, I, it. You know, like you're pumped. Like, uh, wow. The words that came out of my mouth were "Portuglio," and um,
0: <laughs> well said.
1: And the words that came out of the Milan kind of was like, "Oh." What a goal! But uh, <laughs> it really was. Man, it, it, it's this hard. It, it was, and I, I really like Giacomo. Um, I've liked him since the minute he moved to Milan. I, I think he's a great player. Uh, he had a horrible injury last year, and um, and he's finally coming back. But uh, it was a really nice play. And actually, just before he shoots, like just before he goes that past that one defenseman, like he kind of like fakes it. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say, shoot! And then, like, a second later, he shoots, and I'm like, oh, man. But um, <laughs> too many times that they had chances, and they didn't take them, Piontek especially. Um, if yeah. he was in the form that he was in this year, he would have buried some of those chances. Yeah, something's um,
0: up with Piontek, yeah.
1: It's just lack of confidence. I mean, uh, he scored one goal, I think, all year, and it has been a, it was a penalty. Nice. Just uh, <laughs> it's just that uh, it hasn't been happening this year. But um, I I would say um, things are looking a bit more positive for Milan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll leave it at that. For Napoli, I don't know. Um, they just don't look the same. They don't play with that, that same quickness, the nice plays. Uh, There's not that fluidity I'm not sure, uh, in their play. No, it, it, they... I think uh kind of like Spurs uh, with Pochettino, the cycle is over for Napoli as as challengers, you know. So I think that cycle's over. What you're saying is that Napoli need to hire Mourinho. Uh, or Pochettino. Ah considering Mourinho just left uh, joined, <laughs> you know.
0: Pochettino um, and Napoli,
1: interesting. Well, it could be cool. But uh, could, be, oh. well, it could be. it's definitely an, an interesting project. I mean, um, first of all, it's, you know, southern Italy. So who wouldn't want to live there in terms of the weather? Um, I mean, there's a great group of players. Um, some of them a bit more on the aging side. Uh, they don't really have too many young up-and-comers, you know. Yeah, and if they
0: if they do lose koulibaly it could be trouble. Uh,
1: yeah, you, you'd have to think um, for that defense because besides him, uh, I mean, you've got Manolas, but I, I don't, <sighs> I have my doubts about him as well. And um, the guy who played the, actually this game, Maximovich, uh, decent, uh, average, average at best. But I, I for me, they their best prospect is uh, Fabian Ruiz, Mm -hmm. uh, center midfielder from Spain. But uh, there's been links ever since last year that uh, Madrid and Barca were actually interested in buying (laughs) him.
0: Of course. Here come the big boys just ruining it for everyone else. Very nice. Exactly. Got to love capitalism. Um, Anyways, that being said, Wiley, in the essence of keeping this episode under three and a half hours, uh, that's all I wanted to <laughs> say with regards to Serie A this week. Let's go ahead and pick our match of the weeks for next week. Uh, I give you two choices, Wally, uh, and you will choose one of these two, okay?
1: Uh, choose understand- wisely.
0: Yes, do you understand the rules of this game? Okay, there'll be no suggestions. It's simply a choice. Uh, so here we go. <laughs> we have Napoli versus Bologna, or we have Parma versus Milan.
1: Well, mm-hmm. Padma at home
0: hosting Milan or Napoli at home hosting Bologna. Uh, I am gonna go with Padma to... Milan. Okay, okay. Not mad at it. Not mad at it one bit, Wally. That's fine. Uh, so Padma hosting there you Milan. Go. Uh, how much are we betting on Piontek to uh, to score a goal next week?
1: I don't think he's starting. Ah, so got gotcha you there.
0: Yeah, you really yeah. did, Wally. Uh, you constantly surprise <laughs> me. Uh, I'm not mad at that and, one bit.
1: And what about
0: England? Uh, well, once again, Ooh, I will give yeah, you uh, what.
1: No, how about this? I'll give you two choices.
0: Okay. Are right you down? Sure.
1: Are you down for what I'm about to say? So, it's um, going to be so stupid. Watch this. Either. Sp- Okay, no. Well, because there aren't that many, like, high-profile yeah. games. I'm looking at it now. Uh, Sp- yeah. Spurs-Bournemouth or Sheffield-Wolves. Because that one could be a cracker. Yeah,
0: yeah, Sheffield yeah, Wolves. yeah, 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 yeah. How many times I have to say yeah if you understand? That's a, that's a banger. Okay, let's do it. Two wagons. <laughs> Two wagons going at it. Uh, the wheels are falling off one of these wagons next week. Uh, here on Sock Talk, we'll be back to wrap it up, <laughs> uh, wrap up all that action. So uh, get ready for the most detailed analysis of Wolves uh, hosting Sheffield United next week. Uh, so as always, thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Uh, keep leaving your support wherever you uh, listen to this podcast. So like, subscribe, leave a review. Uh, most importantly... Uh, tell someone you love, okay? Uh, not an acquaintance, really get yeah. to the source. Tell your mom. T- tell someone really yeah. close to the heart.
1: Tell them tell them you love them.
0: Exactly. Okay? Tell them you it's love all, them. Holidays are coming uh, around, guys. There you go. Tell them you love them. Tell them to watch Sock Talk. Uh, exactly. The, the holidays are coming along. The best thing you could do is give them the gift that keeps on giving, and that's weekly episodes by Sock Talk with Stoven Wally. Uh, I mean, it just
1: doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle in a, in a, in a recording. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. Put that in your stocking
0: and smoke it.
1: Uh, well, we don't, con-
0: we don't condone that, but no, we to do each not, their but own. However, it is legal here in Canada. So say what you will about that.
1: Well, this is, <laughs> this has been great guys. Um, classic <laughs> stolen Wally. Just, uh, I don't know what they've been doing. Yeah, closing closing
0: out a show was an art, and uh, it's still a work in progress, as you can see. Uh, but yeah, let's just wrap it up. Follow us at, uh, at SockTalkPod on Twitter. Uh, we're trying to tweet more, you know, get more active in there replying and things like that. So that's always fun when we get some replies. Uh, so keep it up. We'll be tweeting throughout the week some, uh, some clips of the show, uh, easily digestible clips, uh, so you don't have an upset stomach listening to the whole show, which I'm sure this, uh, this show does give you. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, thank you everyone. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of Sock Talk with Stove and Wally, where they sock and we talk.
1: Yeah.